Hey guys, it's Misty again. Ready to free your mind? Today's podcast, let me tell you, it was something that has been wrestling within me for a while to do. And I'm looking so forward to chatting with you guys, um, kind of picking apart your brain and hoping that someone out there will need this, be receptive to it, because I'm only going to be speaking all of this today on a very, very personal level. So without any further hesitation, I'm going to tell you the title of today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to be called Changing for You versus Changing for Someone Else. And I know that you're already thinking, hmm, why would I ever change for someone else? It happens. It happens. It happened to me. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to be getting on a very personal level with this. But just to kind of give you um, a little bit of of a background here, since I'm pretty much going to bare my soul to any listeners out there. Um, I have definitely in my life uh, dealt with my fair share of mental health issues. Um, it has taken me a while to, uh, what's the word I want to accept, I guess that, um, and, and none of it is the fault of anyone. Um, I think it was just a conglomeration of a lot of things that have happened in my life that maybe has built up. Uh, I don't think that I was born with mental health issues. I don't think any of us was really, I mean, Without, you know, the understanding of maybe someone that's, you know, severely autistic or or along those lines um, or people who have been diagnosed with schizophrenia and stuff like that. But anyway, my I always had very low self-esteem. OK, never knew why I had very low self-esteem. I almost just felt like, why does my brain hate me? Like, why does my brain automatically think that I'm like the worst thing in the world? And uh, it was very frustrating growing up, not having the self-esteem within myself, um, not feeling pretty, not feeling wanted, not feeling loved. Um, Yeah, and just always feeling that way. And it was really, really dark and and led me to a lot of different paths in life that um, I'm glad that I brought myself out of because if I would have succumbed to them and just kept down that road, I wouldn't be here to this day. I wouldn't be talking to you. You wouldn't be listening to my podcast. I know that for a fact. Um, So I'm very blessed that I woke up in a sense and decided, okay, I'm bigger than this and I'm better than this and I'm going to... uh, rise up here. But um, with all that being said, so when you tend to have those kind of things, and I think you find someone that you really truly care about, um, and if there's anything that happens with this one person that you really truly care about, I think that you find it in yourself that you are willing to change for that person and maybe my mental health stigma um and my issues that I had growing up maybe that's part of the reason why I attempted to change for someone else um but I'm going to tell you right now uh that's that never works out (laughs) it never works out and uh let me let me go ahead and deep dive into this uh true life event of mine 
this is very personal. I said right now I'm bearing my soul to you and that is what I'm about to do. So I'm not telling you this to, I'm, I just feel like there's someone out there that needs to hear this from a very uh, personal, lived through, real way. Um, because life's rough and we were not given a guidebook in this. We are all out there. We're all figuring it out on our own. And we're all just trying to, at the end of the day, do the best that we can with, with what we know and what we have. And I feel like there's a lot of us right now, um, especially going through 2020, 2021, you know, the years and the, that has taken the toll on us mentally. Um, I feel like there's a lot of us out there that's wanting answers to a lot of questions that we have and we don't have the answers for. And sometimes you got to look within yourself for those answers. And I am speaking that from very personal experience. Um, some of the answers that you might be looking for, you ain't going to find out there in this world. Uh, you're going to have to look from within, my friend. And it's uh, not a very easy thing to do. And I'm going to get into that too. So let me tell you, let me first tell you, give you the baseline of what it's like to change for someone else. And um, it's definitely not a fun experience, to say the least. Uh, you think it's a great idea at first. And then you start to, um, you, you start to get miserable. You will. Uh, it'll happen. It, it might take years, but it'll happen. Um, so to bear my soul, I am currently married to an amazing man and him and I have fallen short with one another in our relationship. Um, he did a lot of things to hurt me. Um, I did things to hurt him and it was not Neither one of us at that time had each other's best interest at heart. Now in our marriage, we will be married 10 years uh, here soon. We do have each other's best interest at, 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 you know, at the end of the day and in our hearts for each other. I can say that we have done a lot of growing. Um, I can tell you that we have definitely gone to therapy uh, together, a couple's therapy. It's not for everyone, but it was something that I felt we needed because uh, he, and I'm bidding in astrology, <laughs> and I'll get into all that too. I know I'm new to this podcast thing, but I'm going to deep dive into all kinds of conversations. But he is a Gemini, and Geminis don't tend to take uh, others' considerations very well sometimes. Um, cause Geminis tend to have a know-it-allness about them. I know. Um, so I felt like, and I'm a Leo, so Leos, we are, tend to be, you think that we have like big egos and you think that we are like, oh, we're almighty. But at the end of the day, we're honestly that cowardly little lion. I, I do like, don't get me wrong. Hear me roar. I definitely am that lion, <laughs> that Leo. But at the end of the day, I'm also like, if someone hurts me, I am that lion, that cowardly lion, you know, on the Wizard of Oz that's just cowering and, and crying and upset, you know, all because 
I, I'm a fire sign doesn't mean I always come at you with fierceness. Sometimes I need you to like chill and understand, you know, so which I'm a Libra rising. So I need that balance. So sometimes I, I have a hard time dealing with my own emotions sometimes, let alone speaking to a, a hubby, uh, my hubby, who is a Gemini and, you know, trying to get communication with the two of us. Oh my God, it has been a struggle, but we have done it. We have learned how to communicate finally. And I feel like a lot of that, you know, was going through marriage counseling, learning how to talk to one another. You know, I felt like having a stranger in there was kind of a safe space for the both of us. And he agrees too, you know, but yeah, today I'm only doing my podcast. This is me, me getting in my personal, personal affairs, heart to heart and with you uh, on a topic that has been very near and dear to my heart and just wanting to kind of spread the word and spread the love and understanding and hopefully help someone that's needing it. So uh, what had happened was my, um, my hubby, you know, did, have an affair. Now, this was something that was, uh, we weren't married at the time, but we were together for many years before this uh, affair had happened. So we pretty much were living together. We were like a married couple. We combined families, you know, we were building this, this whole, you know, family together in my mind, in my eyes, you know, and I thought that we were great. I, I did, I will say from the moment that the day that he met me, until I think this was like seven years into our relationship that we were together. Um, he, I did kind of let myself go. And I feel like a lot of us women do tend to let ourselves go sometimes because it's exhausting being a woman sometimes. And I'm not denouncing what men do and that men provide for us and they are strong and they you know my husband does things for me that I would never want to do for one or uh, know how to do for two and do I have a desire to learn how to do it no I don't um, kudos to all you women out there that um, like can change a tire and do your oil changes and man you guys are awesome I my brain I already know girlfriend is not wired like that girlfriend needs someone in her life that's going to help her out with those things so she can work on the things that she is passionate about that's the type of girl I am so I appreciate everything um, that that is he's able and capable of doing but anyway um, so I get on these rabbit trails. I swear my brain is ADD. Work with me. I know. Just We're going to get there. We're getting there. So anyway, um, we were building a family and let myself go. And it's hard being a woman sometimes because not only are, and I was working, you know, I was working a full-time job. He's working a full-time job. Um, but you know, having a bunch of little ones running around and making sure that they're provided for and, and you, you care about your kids, you know, you put them before yourself. Moms do. I mean, most moms are going to do that. And because you want the betterment for, you know, of your kids, you, you want to see them and see them grow and do better and impart something in their lives, you know, that is positive. And so you kind of, you give all to them, you know, you give your time, you give your energy, you give your money, you know, they start giving you gray hair, they start giving you wrinkles, you start eating, stress eating, you gain weight, you know, and, and all of that happened to me. All of it did. Um, I never, I, I, myself was put on the back burner. 
okay, for, for a few years. Um, I did make myself look attractive, but I gained some weight. And I know that that doesn't give my husband a right to cheat on me. But I feel like it was, um, it was more than that, I think. Um, I, I was getting tired. I was getting wore out. He was working long nights. Um, he worked as a car salesman at the time. So there's whole days where he would be gone from, you know, 8.30 in the morning till 9.30 sometimes at night. And we were kind of like two ships in the in the wind, you know, passing each other and not really building this, this relationship anymore. And um, so I guess, I, I don't know, we, we've, we've had our talks and I'm not going to disclose a lot of that, our personal business, but, um, you know, he did what he did. And when he did that, I was floored. I will tell you right now, I was absolutely floored. I literally, it was the one time in my life that I felt like everything like just got knocked out from underneath of me. And um, I was so angry. Anger was the first emotion that came to me. It wasn't, you know, crying, you know, upset. Oh, you know, he doesn't love it. No, it was anger because I know that what I put into us as a couple and what I put into us as a family, you know, I was giving it my 100% every day. Now, I might not have been maybe showing it towards him. I may not have been giving him enough affection. I don't know the reasonings. You know, I don't want to really, like I said, I, we've talked, I don't want to put all that out there. But, um, but someone else was giving him attention. And I guess that was nice. All of my attention was geared towards the kids in the house and making sure the bills are done and making sure like the animals are happy and taken care of and, and wife things. This is what we do. And us wives, sometimes Number one, we overlook ourselves. We just totally put us on the back burner. And number two, when you have kids and you have a busy home and you have all that going on in life, uh, your husband tends to sometimes be put on the back burner too. And uh, so we we get it and we recognize our faults and we recognize that, hey, if we love one another, not saying that if I don't give him enough attention, he's going to go out and do it again. Or if I don't get enough attention, I'm going to go out and do what I did again. That's not the case here. We have grown up. We are adulting now. We realize our shortcomings. We have come to the realization I have apologized tremendously for what I did to him. He has apologized tremendously for what he has done to me. We had to build a whole relationship of trust back up again to the point where there is no like codes on our phones. Okay. There is no privacy. Okay. Here's my phone. You want to go through it. There's nothing on there that you don't know about. And him, him, you know, the same to I, we have that transparent, <laughs> communication now. Um, sometimes I know that he doesn't like it very much, but that is kind of like, as I have changed for myself, he is also learning that, okay, so this is her. Um, and she, this is the way she feels. I used to be that woman. And when I changed for someone else, um, I used to be that woman that wouldn't say anything and would just kind of keep quiet. And I'm going to get into that right now. So, when he did this, I was furious. I was so angry. And um, he, I left, I left for a little while and came back and he asked me, he goes, please, I just want to prove to you, you're who I love, you're who I want to be with. Please 
And so I came back and we started working on our relationship. But what was done was done. And I was having a very hard time processing it. And I think the reason I had a hard time processing it is because um, all of my mental health issues that I have dealt with uh, in the past. At this point in my life, I think I was 30, 29, 29 or 30. I'm 40 now. And I didn't deal with any of that stuff. Like all of my stuff where I was, I changed for myself that I've recognized over the past three years. Um, definitely did not recognize, was not understanding that, that all of my hurts and all of my fears and all of my anxieties and all my depression and all my, you know, mental health, uh, poor uh, self-image, Im- poor self-esteem all kind of came from all of that. So, um, so I was like, okay, we're going to fix this, but how do I fix myself? You know, I, I, I know that I'm not attractive right now. I don't feel attractive. What, how do I fix myself? You know, um, I'm now my relationship's broken. I feel broken because he did this to me. Obviously he doesn't find me attractive. Obviously I've gained, you know, you start blaming yourself. You start getting angry with, with everything. Um, and so I, (laughs) this is, this is, you're going to think I'm crazy. Go ahead. Um, But I think any woman who has been in this situation probably would have done the same thing. I actually got her phone number and I called her and I just wanted to talk to her. I wanted to know what was said, what was done. Um, I just I needed closure for me that he wasn't willing to give me at that time, probably because he thought he was protecting me because he knew I was in a very fragile state. Um, I was in a fragile state, but (laughs) I'm um, I'm that type of person that I need to know everything. I just need to know. Just give me the truth. I need it all. I need to digest it all. And then I need to process it. And then, okay, we're going to go from here. And this is the way it's going to be. So when I found all that out, and then I knew what she looked like. And she was definitely polar opposite of everything that I was. She was taller. She was thin. She was blonde, long hair. Um, I'm going to say that she was pretty and I was short. I was round. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I wasn't fat by any means, but I was thicker. And, um, at that time, I don't know what my hair color is. I think I was like brunette. I, I think I was brunette with some blonde pieces in the front really. And, um, yeah, I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't what she was at all. Nothing. And, I don't know why. I don't. I really don't know. I can't give you a reasoning as to why I thought the need to then become just like her. Seriously, I'm not going to lie to you. I loved my husband so much at that time that I thought in my mind that that is what he wanted. And there were comments that were made about, I guess, my personality and stuff like that. And and to this day, he said, you know, I just said stuff out of anger. But to me, you're speaking it. Those are words that you will never get back. I'm assuming it as truth. I'm assuming you telling me that I act like a bump on a log sometimes well, or I'm boring. Well, now I, okay, now I feel that way. I mean, it's bad enough that I've always had this negative mindset about myself anyway. But now you're feeding into my negative mindset and maybe I'm just this horrible person 
And maybe I just need to lighten up and maybe I need to take care of myself better and, and maybe I need to become another person. And don't, like I said, it's not right. And I highly don't recommend you ever doing it. Changing for someone else will never result in success, ever. It's only ever going to result in not allowing you to be your true self. And at the end of the day, you're only going to be miserable. It's very, it's detrimental to your soul. It's detrimental to your mental health. And I know all this because I did it. And I seen the effects that it had firsthand in my life to me, just me personally, and also to my marriage, because it got to the point where I was so disgusted with myself, not being true to myself and who I was, even though at that time, I didn't know exactly who I was. I just knew that this wasn't me. So never, ever, ever think that changing for someone else is ever going to benefit you because it's not. So I start by going to the gym, eating healthier, and all that is good. And and I have started to incorporate that in my life from here on out just because it is better to, to take better care of your body. And now that I am in my spiritual awakening per se, or I have already gone through it, um, it's definitely something that you need to do. You need to take care of your body. Your body is your temple. This is you get one shot at this and you get one shot at taking care of this. And it is a vessel that is used for your energy to expel and give love and give light and give kindness and give hope to others and, and also to receive all of that yourself. So if you gunk it all up and you're not staying true to you, you can't expect all of that to just kind of that kind of energy, that positive energy to flow. It's just, it's going to get gunked up and it's going to become negativity and negative vibes. So in a nutshell, I lost weight, I colored my hair, I tried to not let things bother me that would normally bother me. I tried to uh, try different things and be more spontaneous and um, just try to become this person that I thought that that's what my husband wanted because that ultimately what he did hurt me. And if that's what he wants, and if that's what it's going to take to keep him, then I'm willing to do whatever because I truly do love him. Well, it failed miserably. Um, looking back on my pictures of those in those of me in those days. Yes, I look amazing. I look the best I've probably looked since before I had my son. And when I was in high school, you know, but at the core of who I was, I was so miserable. I was depressed. I went through a state of depression. Um, I would, nothing made me happy. Um, I had like no joy in my heart, even though I put on a facade, I was putting on a fake face a lot. Um, I, I never really resolved anything. I masked it. You know, I put on this whole masquerade that oh, I'm doing so great and we're doing great. And and we were, we were, we were doing better. But I thought the reason we were doing better was all, all the fake because I'm not being real to me and I'm not being true to who we are and who I am. And it got so bad and, and things were done and 
situations were like we had we had things that had happened and situations that had happened that kind of at the end of it put it all to a head about four years ago and well probably about three years ago and it was something that I found the hardest to do because I was so afraid to sit down and have this conversation with him after putting on a mask for years I think I did this for like three or four years and it was I was terrified I was terrified that if I would tell him all the things that I was thinking all the things that I was feeling that he was going to leave me because I mean I'm I'm not this person that I know I felt like you wanted me to be and I, I got to stay true to who I am I don't know I don't even know who I am right now you know but I know that what I'm trying to be for you is not it and it's killing me inside and I need air to breathe and just <laughs> figure me out because this isn't it and it's just killing my mental health so uh and and in the and I will tell you honestly within this time when he did what he did to me, I did something hurtful to him. And I can tell you right now, the reason that I did something hurtful to him is because I wasn't staying true to myself. I became another person for him to keep him for us to, because I loved him so much, but I did something to hurt him because he hurt me. And it was like, why did I do that? Like almost like right after the whole scenario had happened, I was like, why, why did I do this? Why did I entertain this? Why did I even think that this was okay? Like I wasn't even myself. My thought processes wasn't even myself. And let me tell you this, when negativity comes in, okay, to your sacred space, into, into your mind, into your body, that is a breeding ground for low level vibrational forces. You can think I'm crazy. You can say, I don't know that I believe in that. I find it to be 100% truth. Because any time that I have been and allowed myself to operate at a low level vibration, I have had the worst times of my life. Okay, I can tell you right now, I have had suicidal times. I have had times where I did not want to go on this earth for another second that I just couldn't handle the pain anymore. Okay, I know that feeling. That feeling is the worst feeling to feel. And I know that feeling. Do not, no matter, I know days get tough. And I know that you think situations are hard and you're not ever going to get out of them. But I'm going to tell you right now, you will find the strength in yourself. Ask God, ask the higher power, the divine creator to give you strength within yourself to rise above all of that negativity that's in your head. Because I'm going to tell you that negativity that's in your head, it's not you. You're not thinking that. Okay? It's the devil's playground. Okay? It is It is the devil's playground and all of his henchmen coming in and saying, oh yeah, if we can get them to this point mentally, we got them. You can't allow that to happen. You can't let them steal your bliss. You are divinely created for an amazing purpose on this earth. Okay? You are. Every one of us is. It's up to us and our journey and our path to make it happen, though. God has given us this gift. We have the gift of life. 
We have it. If you're sitting here listening to the podcast, you got that gift of life. What a shame it is for someone to give you a gift and not utilize that gift. It's a slap in the face. I've learned that recently in the past three years. It was a slap in the face all the years that I have wasted succumbing to the things of this world and thinking life on such a superficial level. And now that I have raised my, my energy vibrations and really connected to source, I see things on a whole other level, a whole other mindset. Okay. And that has happened only when I changed from me. Changing for yourself is a whole other ball game, but it is not easy. Okay. If you're going through any situation right now, and we all are going through shit, every single one of us today, tomorrow, the next day, we're going to go through something. Some life isn't easy. And it's meant to be that way. Okay, I realize that now. If life was easy, we we wouldn't grow. We wouldn't experience you can't have the highs if you don't have the lows. Okay, it's in the lows that you that you grow and you learn yourself and you learn what your core values and your core beliefs are and you start to figure out who you are as a person and where you stand and then as you start realizing those things you're going to look at everything else around you and you're going to start to analyze it and you're going to be like well if this person ain't on board with me being this way and I'm just trying to be true to myself. I'm sorry, but then I guess we're going to have to part ways. Or this friend who was a good time friend, you know, that would call you and you guys would make poor decisions together. And you'd always feel like garbage the next day. Maybe that's not the best route for me anymore. I'm just not feeling that, you know, that's not, it's not setting well with me anymore. You're going to start analyzing your life, looking at your life in a whole new path, a whole new journey, a whole new direction. And you're going to see, okay, you start raising your vibration. You start seeing the negative that you've surrounded yourself with, or that has always been there. Okay. So when you change for someone else, you're not going to be true to you. And it's only going to end in disaster. Because that other person, are they changing? Are they proving to you that they are changing? Okay. I mean, if not, do you see how silly that is? Like, even my husband, he did during that time prove to me that he was changing. But I felt that the only reason he was proving to me that he was changing was because I, the way I was being, like I was being this other person that I thought he wanted. So I thought, okay, this is showing a change in him. So this is going to work. No, it didn't work. I was, I was miserable. I was not happy. I was not staying true to me. And when we had that conversation and I told him the truth about everything, and we pretty much spent this night in tears together, apologizing to one another, bearing our souls to one another. And this was just him and I. And this was a point where I realized, and this was in the very beginning of my whole spiritual journey. I mean, the very beginning where I was just like, I need to take a stand for me. 
And I need you to know that I need to do some work on myself because I'm a mess. I don't even know who I am anymore. And so, and if I don't love me, then how can I love you properly? And that's truth right there. If we can't love ourselves, and I know that sounds so cliche, I feel like that has been told time after time after time again. If you can't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. It's truth. It is so true. If I am not feeling right within me, my whole vibes are off. And how am I able to give love to someone else when I'm not even feeling it myself right now? Okay, and that little bit of energy of love that I am not even feeling right now, I give away and man, I'm really depleted after that because I just gave you energy that I really didn't have in the first place. So you see, changing for yourself is, is a whole other level. But and it's not like I said, it's not easy. And the reason it's not easy is a little thing called the dark night of the soul. And if any of you out there have ever learned about spirituality, spiritual awakenings, um, stuff like that, it is, it's pretty, it's pretty deep. And I have already gone through mine and, and it was rough. Changing for someone else is easy. <sighs> honestly, other than dealing with the mental health of it all. Um, changing for my husband to be some person that I a facade that I thought he wanted, that was easy. Color my hair, lose some weight, create a new personality. And you guys are gonna be like, Oh my gosh, he's crazy. <laughs> no, honey, I'm not I'm, I'm very woke now. Very woke, not crazy. Um, it is a whole other ball game. Okay, when you change for yourself, because when you change for yourself, boys and girls, you look in that mirror, there's going to be a day whenever you decide I'm changing for me. I don't like this life that I've been living. I don't like the cards that I have been dealt in my life. I don't I there is something better out there for me and I'm about to find it. And when you have reached that point in your life and that veil kind of lifts that negative darkness, and then you and you're feeling it, you're feeling connected, you're meditating, you're grounding yourself, you're surrounding yourself with positivity. Anytime you get them negative thoughts in your head, you're removing them negative thoughts. Okay, and and whether whoever you you wish, you know, your faith, your religion, you know, because I'm not here to judge, I don't know who's got it right, and who's got it wrong at this point in the stage in the game. I like a little bit of all teachings at this point in my life. But I will tell you, you know, you surround yourself with positivity, you surround yourself with positive words, surround yourself with positive people, and you, you're really feeling this and you're feeling like you're really going to make a change and a difference within you. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the dark night of the soul hits. And it will happen little by little by little by little by little. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, oh my God, childhood trauma starts coming up. Your toxic personality traits start showing itself. Your toxic behaviors or negative behaviors start showing their self to you. And addictions that you may not even realize you were addicted to start showing itself to you. And all of a sudden, you're standing there one day with your face facing yourself in a mirror and you have tears coming down your face because you realized how all of what you thought your whole life you were was all a lie and it was all because of all of these 
things that have happened to you over the years that you hadn't dealt with, that you haven't brought out of your core and looked at yourself in the mirror and was like, oh my God, why? Why didn't I see this then? Why did it take me so long to see this now? You know, childhood trauma, number one. If you're blessed that you had a great childhood, that was kudos to you. The, the, apparently your ancestors did things right and you're not trying to fix generational curses or you're not on a, you're on a different path than me. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not jealous. I'm, I'm thankful for my path because it's just going to make it better for the next generation of my bloodline. And, um, but we've all, I think, had some form of childhood trauma, even if you lived a golden life, you know, no one has it perfect. There is triggers that you don't even know happen that stem from childhood trauma sometimes. Mine, and I think this was why I changed for my husband, and I realized this, you know, finally, after I started changing for myself, I have abandonment issues. I didn't know I had abandonment issues. I'm a Leo. I'm strong. I'm independent. I don't need no one. I mean, typically everyone that ever meets me that ever like would offer me help, I'd be like, no, I got it. No, thank you. No, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I got it. It's fine. I got it. I do me because I knew I could depend on me and only me because I didn't have that stability growing up. You know, I was left at home while my parents were in jail one time when I was 15. Okay. And I was flabbergasted. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm 15 years old. I don't even have a driver's license right now. How am I going to survive when my parents are locked up right now? You know, and that, that, that was something that I didn't even think for a second that kind of hid within me all those years. And I'm talking, I just figured that out a year ago, you know, I just went, this is all fresh to me. I've went through this. My dark night of the soul has probably been about a year now and it has been fierce. And then I thought, okay, even more so than that, I would always be pawned off on weekends. So my parents could party and do whatever it is they wanted to do while I was left with my grandparent and I loved her to death. She was a mother figure to me and she will always be at the core of who I am as a person for the most part. But you know, there was times where a a little girl just wanted her mom and dad and just wanted to like stay at home and be in her own bed instead of being hopped around and hopped around, you know, and then my parents would give me false hope and they would be like, well, we'll be back at, at 10, a, 10 p.m. Um, and, and we'll be, you know, we'll come pick you up and we'll go home or we'll be back. And then I, they wouldn't come back until like Sunday at like four, five, six. And then the next, you know, I'd go home and I'd take a bath and I'd get ready for, you know, and do school. And it's just, yeah, a, abandonment, abandonment huge in my childhood trauma. And I didn't, that's why I was so angry. I think with my husband, when he did what he did to me, because I felt like I was abandoned. I put everything that I had into our family and, and giving everything that I got. And, and, and he did this to me and I felt like he totally abandoned me and abandoned everything that we were trying to build for just fun for someone that apparently I wasn't. And so yeah, I realized this about myself. And then I realized, okay, no, you are perfect just the way you are. 
You have gone through these things. You, you've gone through these things to help other people. Other people stay strong, be strong, and grow and learn from what you've went through so you can give them a little bit of guidance. Childhood trauma is huge to recognize and to forgive the other people that did that to you and forgive yourself for thinking that you had to cope a certain way. And you need to recognize that. That's what's changing for yourself is all about. And it's ugly. Another thing is recognizing your toxic personality traits. People-pleasing. My number one toxic personality trait is people-pleasing. I wanted to make sure everyone was happy. If everyone was happy, I felt okay. And you want to know why that was? It's because I grew up in a house full of alcoholics that if they drank a little too much or drank the wrong thing, it would make them a certain way. It'd make them angry. It'd make them want to fight. And I never wanted that. So I would scan the room constantly, making sure that everybody's personalities were a-okay. Everyone was happy. We were having a good time. Nothing crazy is going to pop off. Okay. I was a people pleaser. Okay. We're good. You're happy. You're happy. You're good. I don't, I don't like, you know, because I would be, I would witness outburst, alcoholic outbursts, ugly things that any child wouldn't have to have ever should have seen in their life. Okay. And so there's one of my toxic traits that I had to realize whenever I had to go through my dark night of the soul. I, I had to stop that. I had to stop saying sorry for everything. Even if it was something as stupid as, I don't know, like dropping a pencil. I would, oh, I'm sorry. If I dropped someone, you know, I dropped a pencil for, oh, I'm sorry. Why are you, why are you apologizing that you dropped it? I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I don't know. That was me, a people pleaser, constant apologizer, because I always felt like I did something wrong or I was doing something wrong or I wasn't good enough. And so I had to stop that. I had to stop pleasing everybody and making sure everybody was happy because I was miserable. I wasn't happy. So I had to focus on my own happiness. And then I had to forgive myself for wasting so much time pleasing everyone else because that's just what I was accustomed to as a child growing up. Another thing is different behaviors toxic behaviors okay one of my toxic behaviors that I recognize within myself going through the dark night of the soul is promiscuity okay and just wanting to be flirtatious and seek attention from men or females you know for that matter as long as I was getting attention and I'm not saying it had to be in a sexual way I'm just saying seeking attention being an attention seeker and not that I was loud or boisterous or, ah, uh, but I didn't get attention as a child. And I was just kind of like seen and not heard, you know, that was the way it was supposed to be. You're seen and not heard. And I, when I had the chance to go out and blossom and do whatever I did, I was like, Oh, if anyone gave me attention, well, I'd latch on to them or I'd latch, you know, as long as you were giving me attention, you know, I felt great. I was, I would latch on and I would, I do, do things to cause attention to myself at times. So I would get that attention. Um, one of my stigmas always was don't tell me that I'm not going to do something because I'm going to do it. If anyone dared me not to do something, well, you best better bet I'm going to do it. I got a uh, scar on my knee from when I was eight years old, when there was this boy who was just being a D-bag, was like, oh, I was riding my bike, little girl riding my bike, dirt, gravel lane, okay, my nan, at my nan's house, 
And he was hollering from his window. He was a neighbor kid. He's like, I bet you can't pop a wheelie. I bet you can't pop a wheelie. I was like, listen, all right, wheelies ain't just for boys, okay? I could totally pop a wheelie. So just go away. Go away. Just, you don't know what you're talking about, little boy. Well, he kept at it, kept at it. Sure enough, I decided to do it. And when I did it, I came down, flipped over the handlebars. Don't ask me how I did it, but I skinned my knee and my knee was skinned to the bone. It was bad. It was ugly, bawling, crying, but I did it. Don't tell me that I ain't going to do something. I was in sixth grade. Good friend of mine. He was a friend. I did this to a friend. He was a good friend. And he sat across from me in science class. It was a sixth grade science class. And I was 11, okay? And he was like, kept with my chair. He was just kept kicking me and like pushing my chair. And I'm like, Jay, if you kick my chair one more time, I swear I'm going to stab you with this science probe. And he was like, whatever. And I'm like, do it one more time. Sure enough, he did it. And sure enough, the science probe went into his hand. <laughs> everybody's gonna be like oh my gosh she's crazy a little bit maybe but don't tell me I'm not gonna do something I'm gonna do it so toxic behaviors you know sometimes somebody approaching you and, and kind of getting at you like oh you ain't gonna hit me you ain't gonna hit don't hit them that's negative that's negativity that's constantly being directed at you okay and the more you start to change for the positive the more negativity you'll notice is kind of going to start coming at you and the more that you push it you recognize it and you push it away and you banish it and you say listen okay old me would have stabbed you with the science probe right now <laughs> but new me is going to say I don't need this right now you apparently are not in your right mind and I'm going to walk away and I'm sending you love and light and I am just going to uh, go about my life you know, that's, and we, and then, and then we come home and then we're like in our little ball and we're like, Oh God, are you helping me today? Because I really feel like I need your help. I'm not feeling, not feeling it today, Lord. I'm not feeling it today. So I understand. I understand all about toxic personality traits. I understand all about toxic behaviors that used to be had. I understand all about all too well about childhood trauma because there is a list for days that I could go on about childhood trauma. And then the last thing that you're going to realize um, is maybe addictions that you may have had when you go through this dark night of the soul. Things that you do that you're just like, yeah, that just ain't resonating with me anymore. And addictions don't always have to be drugs, guys. It could be sex. It could be shopping. It could be um, binge watching the TV, not being able to get sucked out of the, the, the television. There are all kinds of forms of addictions. Food, food addiction, you know, it doesn't have to be drugs. But typically, all of us, whether we realize it or not, we have some form of an addiction to something. Um, and sometimes that's not healthy and no addiction is healthy. Yes, you can like something, but you need to like it in moderation and not to the point where it is like, oh my God, if I don't do this, it's going to, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not complete. It's just not enough. You know, sometimes you need to like turn away and realize and step back. And that's honestly what changing yourself is all about. It is allowing yourself to step out out like I almost felt like when I was going through my dark night of the soul and I was realizing all the shit 
that I was. You know what I mean? Like you're looking in that mirror and you're realizing, man, I was really a crappy person. Like, really? Like, how did I even survive all these years realizing that this is the way I was being and then looking back and that's why I was being it and being like, none of this is helping me. No wonder I've been a mess. No wonder I'm dealing with mental health issues. No wonder I have anxiety. No wonder I have depression. You know, no wonder I have this negative self-image. And at the end of it all, you will then have to when you change for yourself, forgive those people that did things in your past that have hurt you, that have caused these triggers to be within you all these years that you never even realized that you had and they're the reason that it's there. You got to forgive those people because nine times out of 10, they didn't even realize what they were doing when they were doing it. And that's such a sad thing to say because the majority of us on this earth do not operate at a high enough spiritual level that we can see beyond the BS, for lack of better terms. We are so operating on this lower vibrational level that, I mean, how many times do you go into a workplace and you hear positivity? You know, you hear positive things. No, at least mine. Mine is the most negative workplace I have ever worked at a day in my life. I'm not going to tell you where I work, but it is so negative and so down. I work with probably every Debbie Downer on the face of the planet, I feel like sometimes. But it is my choice that I have to block that out and move on. Because if I succumb to that, my energy vibrational level will plummet and be right there with them and hear, you know, the low vibrations will come in and maybe the dark thoughts will start to come in. And no, I'm not living like that no more. I am not succumbing to any negativity anymore. I'm not going to say when I have a negative person come to me at my job, I literally take what they have to say. And with that negativity that is brought to me, I always tell God every day when I pray, I banish any negativity that comes my way. And if that person has not resolved it within themselves, I send it back to them. And I pray that the light shines upon it, that it will resolve itself to them in their time. I am not going to allow it to attach to me. I'm not going to allow it to attach to my spirit. I'm not going to allow it to bring me down. And I pray that that person finds time within them, finds time and, and, and faith and spirituality within themselves to recognize it and heal it. And when you do that and you don't succumb to people's lower vibrations and they see that, they look at you a little different. And then they start like wanting to talk to you about things because they see that change in you. And then you start feeling better about yourself and who you are as a person. I didn't start this whole spiritual journey because I wanted to reconnect with God. And I know that sounds really, really horrible, really horrible. I did the Christian faith. I did the whole church, the Pentecostal church, four years of my life. And I thank God every day for it because I learned so much and there's so much truth in the Christian religion. And I'm not ever going to denounce that Jesus died for our sins. And I'm never going to denounce that there's a Holy Spirit. And I'm never going to denounce that there is a God, there is a divine creator, because every single one of those is true. And I believe in the angels and I believe in my spirit guides and I believe in it all. But God, I just totally, yeah, that was, that was just spirit talking through me. I don't even know where I was going with that, guys. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. But any, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I don't know where I was going. I feel so bad. My brain just like went blank with all of that. But anyway, when you start changing for you, you like, okay, no, I remember. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> remember? Okay, so I didn't change like, because I knew God and I knew God was real and I had amazing experiences in the church. And I, but what I didn't ever know was myself. And that's crazy because you've known you as long as you've been here. And there's some of us that are listening or will listen to this podcast and will be like, she's right. Who am I? Who am I? What makes me tick? What makes me happy? What makes me passionate? What makes me smile? What makes me angry? What do I believe in? You know, and when you come to that point in life that you're able to kind of open up yourself and free your mind, you ultimately God will just come to you. And it's crazy because that's exactly how it came. Like it, it happened to me. Like the more I started opening up to, you know, I, I utilize crystals in my life. I feel like Chris, God placed crystals on this earth. They were used years before us by, by the Indians and the Aztecs and, and, and all the European, sorry, the Europeans, the Egyptians, you know, crystals have been used and are, I'm sorry about my notifications. Crystals have been used and God placed them here for a reason. And they have an energetic element in this earth that can be harnessed for us and for use for us. I utilize crystals on a daily. I utilize herbs on a daily. Okay. I, I make teas. I make certain herbal um, offerings to God and to my spirit guides. And, and when I'm feeling certain things in my life and I want to release them, I will do herbal offerings to them. Um, I believe in the powers of black salt and protecting your home and removing negative energies. I believe in sage. I believe burning sage in your home, cleanses your home, cleanses and lifts the spirit and the negativity out of your home and protects your home's ener energy vibration. Um, I, I believe in all of that, but in all of the learning and, and teachings that I have, you know, there's one gentleman by the name of, and I don't know that I'm saying it right, but he is on TikTok a lot and it was Sadi Guru. And I love him. And he, I believe is... I believe Buddhist and I be I believe that the Buddhism and Hinduism and and all kinds of religion I'm not going to say one is wrong and one is right in this realm there is a divine creator and man has created religion and when you start this changing of yourself for you the true source the divine creator will and will show himself to you now, I'm not going to say you're going to see what they, that the divine creator looks like, but you will start seeing it within yourself, how God intended each and every one of us to be on this earth. I handle people on a whole other way than I used to handle them. I handle my kids when they come to me with issues. I handle it, on, I think, on a whole other way than I used to handle it, too. I'm a lot more grounded. I'm a lot more level-headed. I'm a lot more open-minded. Um, I don't flip out easily. I don't have as, as much anxiety as I used to. I can't tell you the last time I was depressed. Have I gained a little bit of weight? Sure. Um, do I feel like I look horrible when I look in the mirror? No, I don't. I love me. I love me. I love who I've become. I need to take better care of myself. And that's just a, a recognizing that I need to do. 
And it it is amazing how when you truly stay true to who you are, forgive yourselves, recognize your childhood's trauma, change for you, that the other people around you, they're either going to hop on board or they are going to, you're going to have to get rid of them. And it's hard. I know that all too well. My parents, I haven't talked to them in a long time. And it hurts. It hurts. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But they weren't on board. And and a lot of my childhood trauma stems from them. And until they are willing to sit down with me and have a conversation about it, I can't. They don't even know. They have no idea. I kept so much in for so long that it was just killing me on the inside and my mental health. And ultimately, I never could change for anyone else because it never worked out. It never worked out for my parents, never worked out for my husband, never worked out for my ex-husband and all the others that I was with in between all of that. I only ever found happiness when I changed for me. And it has been the best thing that I could have ever did for myself. I am happier. I am healthier. I am wiser. And I am here for a plan and a purpose. Each and every day, I just try to be the best version of myself that I can be. I try to spread love and kindness to people. There's enough negativity and and drama in the world. Nobody needs that. They need more love. They need more kindness. So this is Misty from Free Your Mind. And I'm just asking you, each and every one of you, stay true to who you are. Figure yourself out. Sit and meditate. Listen. Listen to that inner voice. If it's negativity, banish it. But if it's something that makes sense and resonates with you, sit and think about that for a while. Ask God to give you answers and questions. Help him to ask your spirit guides to direct you in your path and help wake you up to who you really are and what your divine destiny and purpose is supposed to be in this world. Because we all have one. You just got to seek it for you. No one else. No one else can change you, boo-boo, but you. Love you guys. Stay positive. Stay true to you. Have a blessed one.